Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. Today we're talking about a little bit more of a mm, touchy topic. <laughs> and uh, it's one that we don't hear too much uh, because everybody thinks that they're a great MSP. Now, the question is, is if you're a great MSP, who are bad MSPs? Are they aware that they're a bad MSP? Are they out there going, man, we really suck at our jobs and uh, they're just okay with it? Or is there something that maybe is more telling that maybe kind of um, shows us that we are performing poorly or we are considered the bad MSP in town? And so I thought that'd be a great topic to say, like, that way you can check for yourself. Like, what makes an MSP bad? How do you know if you are the bad MSP? And maybe you're just unaware. Because we all get into the technical arena thinking, we're going to be the best. You know, I'm going to do things right. You know, maybe you worked for an MSP before and you decided to start your own. And you decided that you weren't going to be like those guys. So yeah. what does that look like, Skip? Well, let, let me put a little bit more context on that, in that kind of opening there. You know, I think with technical people, and obviously a lot of MSPs have technically minded people at, at the top levels, um, we do get pretty analytical about things. And so we might not think, hey, we're the best MSP because we know, you know, we're not hitting some internal metric or something, right? But we, we look at all that and we take a, you know, a fairly objective view and go, hey, we're a good MSP. You know, we're, we're better than most. Uh, and so if you, if you think you are just absolutely the best MSP, I think that's awesome. But I hope you can back that up with something that says, says why. But, uh, you know, okay, so, so now wrapping it back around, you know, to open it up. I really, uh, when, when you think you are, you know, a good MSP or, you know, not the bad MSP, how do you grade that? Why? Is it because, you know, you're making lots of money? Is that your guide? What, what's your metric in doing this? Because you have a lot of employees, you've got great employee retention, maybe you've got great customer retention. I mean, there's a lot, I think, that can go into that. So... To start, you have to understand bad means what? Subjective. It is. It is very. What's bad for one person may be great for another. Yes. Yes. And, and that's why there's always going to be competition in the MSP because your, your clients are looking for different things. I mean, there may be somebody out there who's just got their, their brain so wrapped around the price that the best MSP in town is going to be the one that's the absolute dirt cheapest. All right. I would say that that's, that's not a very wise route, but that's a simple term that uh, someone can say, Hey, the best one is going to be the one that's cheapest for me. All right. And if that's the, that if that's the market that you want to go at, then yes, you could be the best MSP because you offer the lowest price. Now I think, Probably nobody listening that really wants to go down that route. So that's that's a bit esoterical. But uh, you know what what is it? What is your metric? Is it is it your client's satisfaction? Is it your bottom line? Is it 
Uh, client retention. I, I think client retention is one of the things that pops up, and it's very telling in a lot of MSPs. Are you are you holding on to your customers for two, three, four years, and then after that, it's just a, a 50-50 flip whether they, they stay or not? Or do you have clients that have been with you for 20 years or, or more for some of those older MSPs? You know, we, we talked to uh, someone the other day and, and their business got started in 1965, you know, very much a, a business automation sort of shop. But, you know, they've been around a long time. And one of their claim to fames, one of the reasons why they feel they're really good business is they have had customers for decades. Yeah. Uh, and I've worked at an MSP that, that that one of their claims was their very first customer was still a customer then. And that was 30 years later. So, you know, I think you have to, you know, bad means what, you know, uh, we have to figure out what are you bad at? What What is, what is important and what would move the needle between the red and the green side of the graph. Yeah. And I think customer retention is a great indicator of uh, a good MSP. Um, and so it's really easy to talk about what a good MSP is. And that's usually what we try to focus our interest on because, you know, if you focus on things, it's kind of like that strength finders um, mentality yeah. of like, do what you do well and stay, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But with uh, with finding your weaknesses, it's a little harder. Like identifying where you are failing, it's, not, it's an uncomfortable topic, you know. And if you've got the only reason that your clients are staying with you is because of ironclad service agreements, <laughs> yeah, you yep. may have a problem. <laughs> if the only reason your clients are staying with you is because you're the lowest bid in town you may have a problem. Now, that's, that's not an absolute rule because you can do great business models where you're like, hey, we are out there to provide the lowest cost service that is quality possible. And you're trying to hit that niche. Like, you know, those, those poor small businesses that really have tight margins and you're aiming for them and they know that the service level is going to be here and you're going to offer that service level and it's going to be quality but they're not going to get maybe 24 by seven service. They're going to right. get, yeah. you know, a 48 hour lead time, but they get 20% reduced costs. Yes. And so maybe that's your business model. So that, that is a deliberate thing. But if you're out there like going $1 under the competition for everything, because that's how you're going to win, you may have a problem. You may have. Unless so you're being the- very deliberate about the model I just mentioned, yeah. um, a low cost model where you've really trimmed your margins and uh, that, that's your goal. You, if you're aiming for making money and doing it with high quality service and you're still fighting because you need to underbid everybody, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a red flag. It is. And because what you, are you doing with your existing clients? Are you cheapening up your services with them unknowingly? Like you put yourself in the business owner seat. We're all sitting here. And you've got all these engineers you've hired and you spent a lot of time hiring them, training them, getting them going. What are they doing on site? If they are overloaded, then they're dropping the ball or they're get, leaving that site without giving a great customer um, interaction Yeah, because they don't have time for that. That's the first thing that goes to the engineers. We stop talking yeah. to people. <laughs> we, yeah, that is. That is true. 
Well, I, I worked with an MSP at one time, and um, I really liked, uh, and actually both MSPs that, I, that I've worked with had a similar mindset, one a little bit more clearly than the other, but um, they, they had a clause in their contract. Uh, and it said essentially, hey, this thing renews on a month-to-month basis. The, the binding parts did. All right? And uh, you can get out of this at any time with a 30-day notice. That's all it takes. And that was an easy out for any customer. And if you can provide such an easy out for your customers, but they stay with you, then I would say you're, you're not too bad. You know, you've got you've got a draw in there. But let's flip that over. And if you've got a pretty ironclad agreement, it's that one year, two year, three year, whatever the cycle is, and you've got them into a tight contract, and you have to get on the ball, so to speak, or the last three months leading up to that renewal date, you're frantic. You're in there. You're trying to do everything you can because you're afraid they're going to cancel and go somewhere else. Then that might be a really good indicator that you aren't really taking care of your clients. If they're only doing business with you, if they're only paying you every month because they're under a contract, yeah, that that's that's probably not the best place you want to be. Yeah. So what are what are the bad MSPs in town? Look around you and think. Why is Apple Products Incorporated the worst MSP in town? If you had to like go through and rank all the MSPs around you and think, okay, at least we're not as bad as these guys. You yeah. know, it, you yep. know, what what is it they're doing wrong? Okay, does somebody have that opinion about you? Yeah. Does somebody have the opinion. What would somebody nitpick at your MSP about? Would they say well, we have George and he's really not very personable and he's always getting into arguments with customers and we constantly put out those fires, but he's a really good engineer. So you're making excuses for him. Or are you uh, constantly over on your SLAs? And so you're like, oh, we're over on SLAs because we're understaffed and we're having these issues and you keep making excuses. And so my point I'd like to make is how many excuses are you making a day for your mm. poor performance? It's yep. always logical to be a poor performer. You are in the seat. You understand why things aren't happening. But the question is, what are you doing about it? And how long has this been going on? Yep. So like if you're in a relationship with somebody, and I always go back to this, uh, if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're constantly forgetting your birthday, they're constantly coming home late, they're constantly um, <laughs> overspending on, you know, food and stuff. And, and no matter what you talk to them about, it's it, it's a constant problem. And they're like, well, I'm depressed or, well, you know, uh, I'm stressed. Like, okay, that's great. But how many years do you let this go on? Mm-hmm. And same thing with your client relationships. You know, if, if you're making excuses for poor performance all the time, you're you're the bad MSP. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, if something bad happens and you fix it, you're a good MSP. Yes. Well, and I think most most clients are really going to get that. They're going to understand at least your your more more mature customers that you're working with. They're going to realize that life is challenging, business is is challenging. And it's often not so much the challenges, but it's how you respond to them. 
Are you quick to understand their position and, and, and the pain that it's, it's providing them? Are you clear about what, what you're doing? Are you honest when you make mistakes? You know, um, back to, a you know, example from probably my second year doing it work. Uh, and I just, I totally screwed something up. I mean, it, it was, it was all on me. 100%. It was all on me and I totally screwed it up. Uh, and I went and talked to the owner of the company. I said, Hey, this is what I did. I just lost all the data on this customer's device. It's gone. <laughs> and you know, uh, he turned around and he went out there and he was honest with the customer and it was bad. I mean, you know, the data has gone <laughs> there's really no way you can sugarcoat that yep. it was gone, but he didn't make up some excuse. He didn't, you know, lie to them, invent some sort of, you know, techno mumbo jumbo. He just said, Hey, this is what it is. I think he made them some concessions on, on price, but at the end of the day, it was, Hey, we had this problem. We're going to work through it and support you the best we can. And you know what? That customer came back and bought more stuff. So, um, you know, it, sometimes walking through those challenges with your customers can improve that relationship to the point where they'll go, I'll never leave these guys. I know yep. what they're made of. They're, 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 the, they're the stuff that's going to, to stick with me and help me be successful. So my, my tip out there is to identifying whether you're a good MSP or not is an old tip. It's, it's got a number of catchphrases to it. <laughs> is um, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yep. Continuous improvement. If you can't say today what that what you did last year was crap compared to your performance today, you're a bad MSP. Yeah, you can maintain, and that's fine. But guess what? Everybody else is outpacing you, and that makes you the bottom rung. If you are not continuously improving over the previous year, and I'm not talking like you've added a new feature this year, I'm talking you're you're doing just as good as you were last year, and then some this year. Yes. Yeah. And so you're adding on. So you're growing. You've hired a better engineer. You got rid of a poor engineer. You added on a new service stack. You're mm -hmm. now able to support this. You have reduced your SLAs. You have um, increased the amount of customer interaction you have. And that continues to improve. So don't let something else drop off so that you can change something. That's just change. That's maintaining. Right. That's staying at the same level. But you should be questioning yourself, man, we should be charging more because we're doing more than we did when we started the contract. And then when you do a contract renewal, you charge more because you say, hey, now we offer X, Y, and Z. Uh, and if the customer isn't on board with that, they're not on board. They got to grow with you. And it's more complicated than that. It's a bunch of you out there shaking your heads and smiling as you're listening to this. But continuous improvement is the cornerstone of what makes you a good MSP. Bad MSPs do the same thing every day, year in, year out, and don't change. They're the ones still operating on technology and theory from 10 years ago and not looking at the current state of the world and thinking, are we different than we were in 2010? Yeah. And th but that brings up an another great question. Do you know if you were, if you're operating better today than you were last year or three years ago, even? Do you have an array of metrics that you can look at in your organization and say, you know, we made a 20% improvement in this area of our business. Uh, and if you can't turn around and look at yourself in some sort of 
analytical fashion and go, you know, we're, we're better, we're worse, we, we did this, we learned from this process or not. If you're just, you know, really responding to the tickets as they pop up in your queue or just answering the phone when it rings and just playing it by ear, then yeah, you're, you're a bad MSP. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't feel like you're a bad person. It's no. kind of an ignorance thing. You're I've solving worked, problems. I've worked for a number of great employees or employers, and I've worked for some bad employers. And when it comes to identifying a bad employer, it comes down to an, a level of ignorance or or pride where either the, the top level management just doesn't know what's going on at mid-level. And that's usually where things break down is those mid-level managers just... They tend to mean well, but they're failing. And so mm -hmm. identifying where you're failing inside your organization and continuously improving somewhere in your organization, you have some weak spots that you need to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Or you need to take your strengths and let them overpower the weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. We know that we're a little behind on our SLAs mm -hmm. um, and that happens because we are spending more time with the customers and getting to know them yeah. and making sure we're putting yeah. polish. And that's a sacrifice we're willing to make. Yeah. Is that, hey, you know what? It may take an extra half hour on that ticket or it may take an extra like 30 minutes on that ticket to an hour on that ticket. And that's okay because we're putting the polish on it. We're making sure we're yeah. sending that out that extra email. And you accept that weakness that your SLAs just aren't where you want them to be. And you're okay with it because you're improving customer satisfaction. And so with, with having this, this to a toxicity to your environment is where you're not improving, where everybody assumes that they're the best, mm -hmm. that um, no one can be a better manager than me. No one can be a better employee than me. I rock the engineering. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to learn anything more. Oh yeah, that yeah, those, those, those are, are red flags. Oh yes, yes. And you talk to your talk to your managers and say, hey, you know, um, how have you improved your employees this month? Yeah, how have you improved yourself? Now, me as a top level, I have to say, how did I improve my employees this month? Like, what did I do for my mid-level managers to show them that they're valued and um, that I want them to learn more, that I want them to grow? These are things that you kind of got to work on. And that's that continuous improvement. That's the core principle of this episode of, of Humanize IT is that continuous improvement is what shows you whether you're a good MSP or a bad MSP. If you are continuously improving, you're constantly getting better, you are never the worst MSP. You are never the bad MSP. Now, somebody yeah. may say, oh, man, Skip Ziegler, man, his MSP, those guys are terrible. And they'll pick on you saying, hey, their SLAs are always behind. And maybe they're constantly nigging uh, and winning over customers because, hey, you know, we turn around in less than 24 hours every ticket. But yeah. then you're like, well, if that's important to our client, then, okay, they, they need to go over to yes. the alternative because yeah. our, yeah. our priority is customer yes. service. And that's where Skip's earlier comment about people are always going to be looking for different things. What are you providing and what are you constantly improving so you're attracting the client base that you want? And I guess that would be the last thing we need to talk about is are you matched with your client base? If your client base is a low cost, uh, you know, whoever is the lowest bid and you are a quality MSP, 
you're mismatched. You are a bad MSP for them. Yes. Just yeah. as Skip said earlier, you are a bad MSP for them. Now, if that is your goal, is you want to be the lowest cost MSP in town that can provide service, and you're sacrificing um, like customer interaction or um, quality for that. And by quality, I mean like maybe you don't have a Nexus core admin, you know, on mm -hmm. staff. Maybe you have Cisco yeah, guys yeah. and Fortigate guys mm -hmm. and Linksys guys, and you've got um, PC gals, and there that's what they do. They're very they're they got this one lane and they stick to it. And you're the lowest cost, but then you're serving a, a client that really wants that quality interaction. They want that extra step, and you'd yeah. be like, "Look, we're a bare bones shop. That's what we do. We do it well." Yeah, maybe you need to go over to this MSP because they're really focused on customer service and they're really focused on that 24 by seven knock. Well, and having that conversation, you know, having that conversation with your clients is incredibly valuable because sometimes they think, oh, we'll pick on price. You know, they, everybody wants a lower price. And so when you start talking to them about what they're getting and uh, if they really want that low dollar amount, then maybe they do need to go somewhere else. And, and they'll go, wait, 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 well, I don't know what we need to go somewhere else because they really like the engineer or at the end of the day, they really like, you know, the net results that your organization offers. And so sometimes it's good to, you know, level set with your clients uh, and, and make sure they understand they are getting some value from you guys and they need to appreciate it. And the best way to make sure they appreciate it is to talk about it. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with that. I want to hear a story from some MSPs out there. Like, okay, let's look at Lincoln, Nebraska. The MSPs in Lincoln, Nebraska. Having like two or three of them get together and say, okay, guys, here's our lane. What's your lane? <laughs> uh -oh. Uh oh, And do customer swaps. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. We're going to get the FTC involved in here. Hold on. We're, we're... <laughs> we, have, we have MSPs who are focused on medical. They are really great at handling yep. doctor's yep. offices. That's their vertical. They, they care the most about them. And then we have some MSPs that are focused on manufacturing. They really like that, that supply chain, and they really like the older PCs that are still on Windows NT, and they love working with us. <laughs> and they yep. get the mentality. And then finally, you have some people who really like working with schools and they're really yes. good at it. Yes. Man, if those three MSPs were to get together and like, okay, I will give you these three contracts and you give me those three contracts and we're better. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then if you get that relationship going, now you can talk merger someday. Maybe one of you wants to get out of the game. And you are like, well, um, I know that Alice runs that uh, school MSP over there. Um, and I know she wants to retire or she wants to move into um, Puppies R Us. She wants to start mm -hmm. running dog kennels. Um, maybe I'll buy her out. And now you've got a branch of your MSP that specifically focuses on schools. And your main branch focuses on, um, on doctor's offices. But you're staying in your lane. And you're providing a quality experience and you're continuously improving it. How do I become a better MSP for schools? How do I become a better MSP yeah. for doctor's offices? And you have these two branches. So I think it'd be great if, if you could go out and say, this is my lane. Hey, other MSPs, does somebody want us to work with us? Because we will refer anybody not in our lane to you. Yep. And if you do the same for us and just kind of have a soft agreement. So when you're sitting in that sales room and you're saying, Hey, you know what? You're not a good fit for us, but you should really go check out Sally. You should really go check out Alice. You should yeah. check out Bob. 
you know, and knowing that on your little sheet there, because that makes you a great MSP because it you does. can be a bad fit and still be a good performer. Because there, there's a great maturity level and a confidence level in that. Uh, and so here kind of a, a, a parting test uh, here that you might want to try. And this does require perhaps an account manager sort of role that has the maturity to do this. But can you sit down in front of your clients? And, you know, we have our, our tool, the managed service platform has a, a scoring feature. It's a, it's a bit of a survey sort of deal. You can send it out, you know, ahead of time. But I, I tell people in some of our training sessions, uh, you know, I say, here's the real test to bring this scoring mechanism up and bring it up live in an engagement. And, and being able to look directly at your clients, they see you and begin to move this slider bar back and forth. It goes one to 10 and just ask your clients, maybe at a high level, maybe you drill down into something specific, but be able to look at them and say, how are we doing? Give me your opinion. And the ability to accept that what may be negative feedback and to not get offended or hurt and to really drive into that and say, okay, you ranked us a three out of 10 in that. Can you tell me why? Can, can, can we understand a little bit more about why we're not meeting your expectations? And if you can do that and, and not drop the ball on anything that comes out of that, I, I would say you're well on your, path, on your way to becoming a great MSP, to be yeah. able to understand what your clients need. But if you if you run from those conversations, if you don't have them in any shape, form, or fashion, then yep, there's another indicator. You're probably the bad MSP in town. Yeah. So let's let's revisit. So so far we've talked about um, how do you know if you're a bad MSP? Uh, customer retention. Uh, one. Uh, two. Are you continuously improving? Are you better than you were last year? And then three. Are you in your lane? Um, are, are you focused on customers that you know, and that you value and are a good fit for you? Get those three things going. And that's how you identify if you're a bad MSP and then maximize them so that you can become a great MSP. Don't be mediocre. Mediocre is bad in my opinion. Yeah. Don't be the center of the lane, be the best and focus on that mentality where you say, Am I the best MSP in town? Yes, I am the best educational service MSP in town. I am the best medical office MSP in town. Be able to say that. I saw a speaker just a couple of weeks ago say that. Like, if you want to be a successful business person, be the best in the world at one thing. And if you can say that, you're going to do well. Yeah. All right. Thanks for like coming that. on, Skip. We've got a great series of podcasts coming up. I've mm -hmm. uh, started planning out this next quarter. Uh, I know we're we're already into May, I think, um, awesome. as of this one. Good. I don't mm -hmm. know. When is this one coming out? This one's coming out in uh, May 2nd, I believe this is due. All right. So, we're we're way ahead, ahead, people. Ahead of the curve, yeah. Maybe, maybe I know. This is good. I can go on vacation. But speaking of which, one of our podcasts coming up is going to be um, the importance of vacations. Uh, why are you in tech? And then talking MSP culture. These are these are upcoming podcasts for the month of May. And I look forward to um, everybody tuning in and learning about um, how to find more balance in your culture. That's kind of the series for May. So let's awesome. let's get tuned in on this and we'll see you then. See you later.
Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also encourage others who want to see IT Transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help. 